We'll read from the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 24, just uh, verse 45. Who then is the faithful and prudent bondman whom his Lord has set over his household to give them food in season? The first epistle to the Corinthians, I think it's chapter 3. Yes, 1 Corinthians in chapter 3, and verse 1. And I, brethren, have not been able to speak to you as to spiritual, but as to fleshly, as to babes in Christ. I have given you milk to drink, not meat. For ye have not yet been able, nor indeed are ye able. For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there are among you emulation and strife, are ye not carnal, and walking according to man? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I of Apollos, are ye not men? Who then is Apollos, and who Paul? Ministering servants, through whom we have, ye have believed, and as the Lord has given to each. I have planted, Apollos watered, but God has given the increase, so that neither the planter is anything nor the waterer, but God, the giver of the increase. And then, finally in Hebrews, Epistle to the Hebrews, and chapter 5. Hebrews 5 and verse 12. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have again need that one should teach you what are the elements of the beginning of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of solid food. For every one that partakes of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to full-grown men who on account of habit have their senses exercised by distinguishing both good and evil. Wherefore, leaving the words of the beginning of the Christ, let us go on to what belongs to full growth. The uh, simple exercise in reading these scriptures is a follow-on from what we had reference to in the reading on Lord's Day as to the, uh, the lambs about feeding the lambs and the need that there is for the young those young in the faith and those actually young to be nourished and cherished and shepherded and taught and uh, Peter of course had a distinctive and special commission from the Lord in relation to the Jewish believers of which he was given that commission and believe that he, we could say he fulfilled it and his ministry among them and in his epistles and uh, but it led me to the exercise that we were saying well how how can we help how can we help the lambs how can we feed them and it really brought my mind to these scriptures but the one in Matthew 25 I know we've read it before but challenge would be who then is the faithful and prudent bondman whom his Lord has set over his household to give them, give them food in season it should be a challenge to all of us. Who is the, who then is the faithful bondman? We all have a responsibility before the Lord is in relation to his people and uh, trust that we are exercised, that there should be food provided for the Lord's people and for his household. And so the challenge to our hearts is, well, how do we get this food and how are we able to how impart it to others? And really, it brings out the secret side of our lives and whether we're reading the scriptures and meditate upon them and are before the Lord in relation to the to food and to the truth of course I'm speaking of spiritual food but we know that if we don't eat properly and healthily that 
we deteriorate in our bodies and we don't go on to full growth. But it's the same spiritually, that if we're not feeding rightly, if we're not getting food, we deteriorate in our spiritual health. And it's an exercise that we should all feel, not laying it upon anybody else, but upon ourselves. As the Lord says, who then is the faithful and prudent bondman? It's the Lord's challenge to his, to his own in relation to his household shall make us realise how precious the Lord's people are to him and what is needed for them, especially in the days in which we're in. We were reminded, weren't we, on Lord's Day about the terrible and dark world that we're living in at the present time and the effect that that has on people's well-being and upon their souls and especially thinking of our young people they've been brought up in such a corrupt world where the things of God have been overturned even ordinances which we took for granted all our lives have been overturned and uh, terrible evil is coming in and yet there is a place where the Lord's people can be can be fed and can be nourished. So it should really help us in our meetings, our reading meetings, and our occasions of gathering, that there should be food available. We were impressed, weren't we, by the way that when Jacob came down into Egypt, they put them in the land of Goshen, which was the best of the land, where there was plenty of pasture. Mm. And uh, it's really what the our gatherings should be, places where there is pasture, where there is food available for the help and nourishment of the Lord's people. So we trust that we would be exercised in relation to this, that we would be desired to be a faithful and prudent bondman and uh, have an exercise to provide food for the Lord's people. Mm -hmm. So I read in Corinthians, <coughs> we spoke of Peter having a commission. Paul too was given a commission to the, uh, to the Gentiles. And think of how faithfully he, he laboured. Think of Corinth, for instance, was a place where he spent 18 months teaching them and helping them and preaching the word. The Corinthians were actually a very blessed company. They came short in no gift. The Lord had blessed them. And yet he has to speak and chide them in this, this chapter because he says he has to, he says, <clears throat> I have not, have not been able to speak to you as to spiritual, but as to fleshly, as to babes in Christ. <clears throat> he speaks later on about them being children, childish and he had, I had given you milk to, to drink, not meat, for you have not yet been able. So it's one thing for the lambs to be fed, but there's two, the thought of the sheep. And, and uh, what we're, are we able to, to feed on that which is what would be characterized by meat? It says the Corinthians weren't able. They had to give them milk. And of course, milk's all right up to a point, but for babes it's very good, but then they develop and go on to solids. And really... In Christian things, it's the same, that we need to develop in our spiritual health and in our, mm. our um, understanding of the truth. And yet the Corinthians weren't able to take this on. It says, you are carnal. And they, were, they, were, and they had to, could only speak to us the fleshly things. So it was a, a big rebuke to this company. Think of all the teaching that Paul would have brought out to them, and yet they hadn't been able to take it on because of the fleshly way they were carrying on. And, he uh, lays bare the secret here. There are among you emulation and strife. Are you not caught carnal? Walk according to man. And uh, had this party spirit, those were of Paul, those were of Apollos. And I think in the first chapter he says, there even those who said they were of Christ. And he was, they were in a bit of a mixed up state. But think of the way Paul is able to bring in this, this word of admonition to them, to help them to 
judge what was wrong amongst them and realise that Paul was just one who, who, he, who, who uh, they were ministering servants that he planted and Apollos watered. It was God that gives the increase. So as we bring what we have, it may not be very much, but if we're able to bring something into the company, planting or watering, and uh, says in the Ecclesiastes, it casts your bread upon the waters and it shall return to thee. As we are exercised to lay things out in a simple way, but ask the Lord that he might bless it, that God will give the increase, spiritual increase in our hearts and our souls. And so I finally read in Hebrews, another another company here that had had gone backwards, it says just before we read that they'd become dull in hearing. They had their ears closed as to what the Lord was saying to them. Plus that isn't our situation, that we haven't become dull in hearing. They were in great danger, these Hebrew Christians who's They've been brought into much blessing, but they were in danger of going to back, going back to what they they've been delivered from the the system of ordination, the Jewish system, and yet here they were in danger of going back. And the writer here says to them, you ought, "It's a time when they should have been teachers, but someone again would have to teach them what the elements of the beginning of the oracles of God." Of course, there's nothing wrong with going back to fundamentals, and we all need to be grounded in the fundamentals of the truth mm-hmm. very important especially in the day in which we are trust that we might be helped to be grounded in the fundamental truths of Christianity mm-hmm. but we're not to stop there to go in for what is for solid food it says everyone that partakes of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe but solid food belongs to full grown men and we need to have growth uh, spiritually in our understanding of the truth because the reason is of it is given here that uh, what belongs to full-grown men who on account of habit have their senses exercised for discerning both good and evil. Mm. And there's so much confusion, a mix-up around us, and sometimes in our own hearts and minds. But as we go on to growth, the Spirit will give us this ability to discern mm. between good and evil. And uh, just lay it before us that we might be encouraged, therefore. <laughs> and he goes on into the next chapter. He says, let us go on to what belongs to full growth. Mm. We are to grow up in spiritual things, and the more we develop, the more, more we develop in the truth and understanding of it, the more we'll be able to help others, I believe, and especially our young, as we were saying. The uh, great thing is to our links with the Lord to be strengthened and individually, that there might be something that we are getting from the Lord himself that we're able to bring before the brethren and even the young might be able to say, well, this person, he, he's in touch with the Lord. He loves the Lord. Mm-hmm. We know, I think Graham mentioned those are examples that we had in our younger days. People we would call spiritual who are able to shepherd and teach and help and nourish. May that be a feature that each of us would cherish at the present time, that we might be able to help one another mm-hmm. in our understanding of their truth, that there might be this growth and that might be the building up of the company. Well, may it be so, for his name's sake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.